Thank you for joining us for the Advancing Oceanside podcast, brought to you by the Oceanside Chamber of Commerce. The Advancing Oceanside podcast hosts business and community leaders from all industries to help inform, better educate, and ultimately advocate for a prosperous economic climate here in Oceanside. And when we define Black-owned, uh, hopefully in the future, it, it comes with, with excellence and it comes with uh, pride and dignity and, um, you know, artistry that I believe a lot of uh, Black entrepreneurs have. Quantel Langford, owner of Langford Design, joins us today for another special episode honoring Black History Month. Originally from Cleveland, Tennessee, Quantel has always had a passion for creativity and an entrepreneurial spirit. Focusing on building great relationships and trust, Quantel has clients all over the nation who thoroughly enjoy both him and his work. Being a small, Black-owned business, Quantel discusses some of the challenges within his industry and highlights the need to change the stigma sometimes associated with the phrase Black-owned. Now, with over a decade of industry experience, Quantel explains how he is working to remove the stigma entirely, using confidence, authenticity, patience, and perseverance. Ultimately, Quantel hopes to inspire other Black creators and entrepreneurs to be confident, stay authentic, create their own opportunities, and build relationships so that we can have a future where work is no longer defined by skin color. Thank you so much for joining us today for this episode of the Advancing Oceanside podcast. My name is Hannah Gilbert, and today we have a very special guest with us in honor of Black History Month, Quantel Langford of Langford Design. Welcome. How are you doing, Quantel? Doing good, Hannah. Doing good. Good, good. Well, I'm very happy to have you today. I'm, I'm happy to hear what you have to say. Talk to us a little bit about graphic design, about what you do. Um, I'm, happy, I'm happy to hear everything. So let's get started. If you want to just give us a little quick background about yourself, um, you know, why you started Langford Design, how you started, um, all that good stuff. Uh, yeah, quick, quick story. Uh, <laughs> I, honestly, I am originally from um, Southeast Tennessee, from a uh, small town called Cleveland, Tennessee. Uh, so from the South, um, as far as graphic design, I've always sort of been in that sort of that art space. Um, personally, for me, I've literally been drawing since um, probably since kindergarten. Uh, you know, my, my grandmother, my mom, uh, you know, they had like my first drawings. And it sort of just evolved from there. I've always been creating. My my mom uh, my mom was was a real great advocate for uh, you know allowing me to to express my artwork. Uh, from high school, uh, going into college, um, I I ended up you know taking advanced uh, art and and then went into graphic design from there. Um, after uh, graduating uh, in uh, graphic design, I end up you know I was personally for me I was sort of content with, you know, looking for a uh, job and, you know, finding something that was um, um, consistent and, um, you know, just at least been in the design field in some aspect. Um, <laughs> what they don't tell you at school is that you may or may not get a job in what, <laughs> in what <Right>. you <laughs> graduated in. Um, but uh, so, yeah, but I, I, I've been doing a lot of, uh, I was doing some freelance projects and, and things on the side um, while I was just you know, sort of working, uh, I, was, I was working just a regular um, job. And, you know, I just got to the point where 
uh, my freelance work started picking up more and uh, sort of just made the decision just to go ahead and, and start my own business. Um, I've always sort of been entrepreneurial. Um, yeah, I think that's sort of been at the core of me. I, I've always been like that since I was little. And yeah, I just, I honestly, I just made the, made the jump, um, you know, probably in hindsight, there was probably some things think going, going back now, I probably would have, would have changed, but, uh, I, I'm glad that I at least had the courage to, to be able to, to go out and pursue it. And from there, be able to, uh, connect with just a wide, diverse, um, range of people. And, um, I think that sort of helped me out as far as what I do is being able to, um, connect to, to different, different people, different industries, different arenas. And, um, you know, be able to use my my skill sets and my talents and um, my entrepreneurial skills to sort of build um, a business around um, what I'm good at. So, mm -hmm. and that's something that even now, uh, and still building it up now. But even now, I I, I want now I find myself sort of inspiring other um, creatives to to sort of uh, figure out what they're you know what they're good at and sort of building uh, building a business. Uh, around around their skills and and um, you know being successful with it. So I think that's right now that's that's what's really uh, pushed me right now. But with Langford Design, um, mm -hmm. you know it's a uh, multi multidisciplinary uh, design studio, and I, I help uh, organizations, teams, um, you know companies, entrepreneurs, uh, as far as creating a um, professional uh, a visual identity, a brand identity. And um, so including with that, it, it does include with, you know, marketing and um, mm -hmm. you, you have a whole spectrum of other services too, but uh, I, I find myself more focused towards uh, brand identities, logo design, um, apparel, um, you know, illustration, content creation, um, things of that nature. So um, yeah, that's, that's what uh, Langford Design is. So I've been doing it for about 12 plus years now and uh, had, I've had my my ups and downs, but uh, it, it's something where I'm you know very fortunate, very blessed to be able to uh, to still do it. And even transitioning from Tennessee to California and jumping into a whole completely different environment mm -hmm. uh, definitely was a little scary at first. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I really feel like if I didn't make that jump now uh, with Langford Design and even um, sprouting out to the Creative Brew and some of the other things that I've got going, I, I don't think. Uh, honestly, I don't think that would even happen if I hadn't um, taken the leap to to come out here. Yeah, absolutely. Did you already start Langford Design when you were back in Tennessee, um, yeah. or was it something that you started when you came to California? Yeah, yeah, I've already started. I'd already started it. So by the time I, I left and come out here, I already had a client base. Uh, okay. So, so even now, I still and I and I talked to all of them before I made that move. Mm -hmm. I was fine with it. So, um, you know, even now uh, with just technology, uh, I can, I can literally, I can work from anywhere um, mm -hmm. if I want to. And, you know, it's one of those where I've created uh, relationships uh, mm -hmm. along the way to where, you know, they trust me and yeah. you know, they know that, you know, if there's a project that needs to be done, it's, it's going to be done on time on a, sometimes it's going to be quick turnarounds right. uh, and they know it's going to, you know, look great, look great and, and give them the, uh, the results that they're looking for. But uh, yeah, I, I'd already had a uh, client base before I'd gotten out here. So, and even now I still work with a lot of people on the Midwest and East Coast right now. So uh, okay. definitely now um, starting to um, 
get get the name out a little bit more out here, which I, you know, I, I'm really planning on, on doing that a little bit more. But uh, mm-hmm. I find myself, um, you know, marketing <laughs> my brand through my podcast, which is sort yeah. of odd. But um, yeah, it's it's um, yeah one of those weird things. Like um, you know, people sort of connect me with the podcast, and then mm-hmm. like, oh, you do design work too, and <laughs> yeah, yes, I do. <laughs> it means your podcast is doing its job there. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. Um, how I know you touched on a little bit of how you help your clients and what you do for them. Um, I was also just wondering how you were able to expand your client base. You know, I know you started in Tennessee, but then you mentioned you have clients all the way on the East Coast. How are you able to get the word out about your small business, you know, across the nation? Um, yeah, that's it's sort of weird. It's it's one of those where um, I'm, I'm I am a I, I think one of my superpowers is just being a connector. And I can connect the dots to anything. And um, it's, it's one of those where, you know, even with a lot of the um, people that I've sort of created relationships with or, and, and sort of turned into clients, it's, it's been a mix of different things. It's been from obviously, you know, family and friends, but um, it's grown out to, um, you know, I happen to know someone that's at a university. I do great work for them. Someone else sees it and then they reach out to me. Um, you know, I'm always in sports, so it's one of those where um, a lot of coaches, uh, a lot of gyms end up reaching out to me because I've worked out somewhere or I trained with someone and mm-hmm. they happen to need, you know, branding services for their, you know, design, well, well for their gym or for their business they have. And um, so I find myself sort of in that little um, weird little mix to where I, I work with just a whole spectrum of people. And, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, they're always asking, you know, hey, who's a good graphic designer or I need someone to sort of, you know, I'm starting a business. And I, I think that's what happened last year is like a lot of people, you know, came to the realization that their job can be cut like that. And a lot of them started, find, you know, trying to create um, side gigs and, and new and new businesses. And so, yeah, a lot of people started reaching out to me, but hey, I've got a new business. So I'd like to get started. What do, you know, what do I need to do? And um and so, yeah, it's been, I've been, it's been a mix of that. And then I, I'm obviously I'm always uh, pushing out a lot of stuff through social media, uh, mm-hmm. you know, even through, um, you know, it, from Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. And um, yeah, so it's, it's just a mix of stuff. It can be some process, uh, some process videos of my, of my work, or it could be something inspirational um, or it could be something highlighting another um, entrepreneur um, through the podcast. So it's just, it's just been a, a just a wide mix of, of different things um you know so even with one one example is you know I, I brought someone on to one of my to my podcast and he's in the dallas area um they have a coffee brand mm-hmm. and we sort of developed a relationship online yeah. got connected to the podcast brought him on and now i do um branding work for him and wow. i'm actually talking to his wife's um class um mm-hmm. friday <laughs> through zoom about you know about what i do so yeah. um so like little things like that, it's just built off of just relationship capital. That's what I believe in. So Awesome. Okay. Well, that's, I love that background. And I think you hit on so many important topics, especially for people who are starting a small business or starting a business of their own, um, is that, you know, you have to have that drive and that hustle and that go get an attitude. And then also I think your overall entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial spirit is what has made you so successful. So I applaud you for having all of those traits and for taking the leap. Cause I know fresh out of college, it's hard. And, and sometimes you may be stuck thinking, ah, oh, I don't know if this is what I want to do. I don't know if I love it. So 
um, I think taking that lead to do what you love is the most important thing. So congratulations on all the success before we get more into the interview. Okay. Um, now that we've heard, you know, a little bit about you and your background story and what you do, um, I wanted to shift over a little bit more into discussing Black history. Um, and more, more importantly, the significance you think that Black History Month holds. Yeah, great question. Um, I, I think with Black history, I think it's something that's that's definitely needs to be learned. Um, you know, it's one of those to where I, I try to, not to say I don't, it's sort of amazing. I, I sort of find myself, it's sort of weird, like what they taught us in school with Black history, uh, as, as opposed to once you go out and you start um, learning history for your own. And one interesting um, tidbit is, you know, I, I, I I read a, a lot of different books and, and one book, it was sort of geared towards creatives. And um, it was a story about a group of um, black artists in Florida and they were called the Florida Highway Man. Never knew about them. Mm -hmm. And pretty much the story um, was, you know, it was, uh, I think it was the civil, I want to think it was the civil, uh, no, it was the 60s. Mm -hmm. But it was around the time where um, these artists, they were going around trying to sell their artwork. Obviously, nothing wouldn't work. And they finally um, hatched a plan. Like they came together as a group and they started, um, uh, I think they started creating paintings uh, from like, it was like from the pre-Civil War era. Uh, era. Um, it was pretty much stuff that was, I, I guess, trendy around that time that people loved in their houses mm -hmm. and start selling on hotcakes. Mm -hmm. uh, now, take in mind, this was in the, you know, uh, 60s where, you know, even with Black artists, I mean, it was sort of taboo for something like this. I've never even heard of this group until I read this book. Um, and it was sort of amazing that, you know, just when you start searching out knowledge for yourself, um, you realize all the amazing um, things that, that, you know, Black artists, creators, musicians, um, people in theater, politicians, leaders, that um, they've done great work that, you know, a lot of people just don't know about. Um, mm -hmm. And I think now, slowly but surely, um, especially in, in mainstream media, they're, they're doing little things to... Um, um, Put little put little uh, seeds and and various things. Uh, just for a quick example, even with uh, you know HBO The Watchmen. I'm a big comic book nerd, and um, <laughs> they actually talked about the, uh, the the Tulsa massacre, and um, it was pretty much uh, talked about uh, you know Black Wall Street, and you had this one little center of uh, well-to-do um, uh, Black Americans around a time where. A lot of people was were struggling, and um, you know they pretty much hatched a plot to, you know, pretty much massacre everyone mm -hmm. uh, in that area. I even I didn't never I never knew none of this existed until right. I heard about this on the show, and then I started you know researching myself. Yeah. So it was just amazing, just the uh, with Black history. It's just a uh, just a wealth of, of history, and um, just a, a just a crazy diversity of of talent that. You know, I think now that people are starting to learn and I, and I really feel like we, we always need to uh, remember where we came from so we can trend, you know, so we can go forward. And uh, if we, like I said, if we don't learn our history and we don't, if we're not aware of the things that people have done before us, then we're sometimes we're, we can be doomed to um, repeat the past. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's funny you mentioned the Tulsa massacre because I actually live in Tulsa now and I had no idea about it prior to moving here. And just this month, we, I've had so much more education on the entire incident, learned so much more than before. So I feel like sometimes when you step outside of what you're taught in school, it can just expand your knowledge of everything else that's out there and, you know, inspire and teach and educate in so many different ways than, you know, just simply what you teach in school. So um, I like that you highlighted that and that importance and the significance in that. Yeah. Um, so what you had just spoke about, this kind of flows into my next question is what are some of your favorite figures, either unknown or known, that you can relate to throughout Black history? Uh, yeah, I think um, there's sort of a, a wealth of them right now. Um, honestly, there there's a few of them. Uh, I, I've always loved, um, you know, uh, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. Um, I always loved them. But one that um, that I've been doing a lot of reading on um, personally and something that even when I'm doing the podcast and, um, you know, I, I think I try to give out, I felt, you know, I try my best to give out a lot of motivation and inspiration, but there's one that I always come back to and I always read and I actually read it. I, I try to read it every night before I go to sleep is he was actually an advisor to Martin Luther King and his name was um, uh, Dr. Howard Thurman. And, um, you know, he was, uh, I really big, you know, um, he was, I mean, he was a pastor, but he was more of a, he was sort of, he wasn't really mainstream. He, he was in Christianity, but he was sort of like a, um, like a Christian mystic sort of, it is weird. Um, but he was an advisor to Martin Luther King mm -hmm. and the, the book, I, I've got an ebook uh, that I read, but he talks, um, so much about, uh, inspiration and about dreams and, uh, you know, about struggle and, and, you know, just being, you know, sort of spiritually being, um, you know, having those structures, having those foundations, mm -hmm. uh, allowing dreams to, you know, get to where um, first it becomes a, you know, it's something that you think about. And then with dreams, it, it, you know, it ends up becoming an establishment, then it becomes a part of you. And um, it's, you know, it's something that is pretty amazing uh, works. And, you know, this is someone from, from the sixties. And um, so that's something I always, I always try to read. And um, I'm still amazed even from this, you know, even now I'm still amazed by his, by his work. And I, you know, just with me when I'm doing writing and things like that, I'm like, man, I, I would, I would want something that stands the test of time like that. Um, so it's just, uh, that that's someone that, um, I really feel like is a part of me now and something that I try to share even when I'm on the podcast or even if I'm, you know, doing training uh, with uh, some of my athletes that I do, um, you know, I'm always trying to share that, share that knowledge and, you know, try to share it in a way to where, you know, maybe I share it in a story to where it connects with them and makes sense for them. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's uh, honestly, that's, that's someone that um, I feel um, is connected to me. Um, through, you know, through black history. Right, right. And, and to be able to learn all about that through reading and through, like you said, expanding beyond past what you're just shown in school, you were able to obviously find someone that you directly related to. And I think that is an encouraging part of reading as well by promote reading. <laughs> Um, so, you know, there really hasn't been a lot of great representation of Black designers in the design community overall. Um, how has that affected you as someone who has his own design business and has been in the industry for a number of years? 
Yeah, great question. Um, honestly, it's it's sort of you get some pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, you know, I, I'm not going to give out like any kind of like just stats, but mm-hmm. the the discrepancy between, um, you know, minority designers and and, you know, just white designers in, in general, even with women, um, you know, included. Um, it's just it's it's a big discrepancy. And I think that we, as far as in um, with black designers in general and in, in our industry, um, I think there's a lot of uh, talented uh, people that's not getting a chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think, honestly, for me, I, I know personally, I, I felt like I've gotten passed up a few times just with my name alone. And, you know, so it's just one of those where it's, Sometimes it's been a struggle. Sometimes it's like, you know, am I ever, you know, you know, I'm, I'm wanting to reach out to someone and, you know, I, I may may or may not ever get that connection mm-hmm. uh, just because, you know, perhaps they can't pronounce my name or, you know, or my yeah. skin color or, or anything like that. Um, now, um, and, and, and that, and like I said, I'm, I'm aware of that. I think now it's just sort of coming with the confidence of uh, really knowing who I am and uh, knowing that, you know, I, I've got certain niches that I work with that I love. Um, you know, I'm not going to be for everyone. Um, but for the people that I do work with, um, they, like I said, they in, enjoy the work. They, they love the work. And um, that's that's who I'm who I'm there for. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it was a time where, you know, I felt like, you know, it's just like I'm putting my resumes out there and, you know, I'm <laughs> just hearing chirps. Yeah, and it can be it could be sort of demoralizing where, you, you know, you feel like, uh, you know, you get out of school and you feel like, hey, I, you know, I graduated. I'm supposed to get a job. And that's something that I definitely want to tell a lot of people sort of getting out. You know, maybe they're graduating and they're expecting a, a job. And that's not necessarily the case, mm-hmm. um, yeah. especially with a lot of black designers. And I think in that aspect, I think. um you know, being more entrepreneurial and figuring out ways to create your own opportunities. That is something now that I have been uh, doing for myself and that I want to teach others is figure mm-hmm. out ways to, to, you know, create your own opportunities. If you, you know, like I've said, uh, if you can't find a, um, a job, <laughs> you know, per se, you know, figure out, okay, what do you love to do? And yeah. then create something around that and market yourself towards that. So if you love, yeah. the, you know, if you love music, you know, figure out ways just to, you know, be, be in that music industry, be the, be the designer for that music industry or for yeah. that genre. Uh, you know, if you, you know, love comics, you know, be that person, you know, if you love sports, be that person. So I think in my, as, as far as for me, you know, I, I love being in the, um, in the sports industry and um, that's something that uh, I enjoy. And um so I want to be that person that's in, you know, the sports arena or in the, you know, school or universities. They know that, hey, I need to, we're looking to rebrand our whole, you know, university. Who do we talk to? And a lot of times my name pops up. And uh, so it's just something where it's, I'm not going to be for everyone, but for that small niche, I can be everything to them. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I love that you touched on, um, earlier, just talking about the entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial spirit. And I think that has really probably helped you overcome those initial, you know, the initial crickets and the initial no's and such, and then create great work that now essentially speaks for itself. So I think that's a, 
important messages of your passion. If you're passionate about it and you work hard, it's going to come. It may not be immediate, but you'll get there and then you'll do something that you love um, no matter what. So I love that message that you're sharing. Um, You know, sometimes there's also a stigma around black owned businesses in society. Um, What does that mean to you and how do you define black owned specifically? Yeah. um, Yeah. Sometimes it could be a stigma as far as, you know, feeling like, you know, I think sometimes people equate black owned to maybe being a, a, a lesser version of a, of another business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, and that's just off of perception. Um, and there's, like I said, it's been a lot of kickback with that. I think it's, yeah. it's one of those where, um, you know, sometimes <laughs> I'll, I'll give a quick example. Uh, you know, sometimes we can, a lot of people can say, Hey, look, we're a, a black owned business. And I'm going to be honest. A lot of times, many of the people that support black owned businesses sometimes aren't even the black people yeah. <laughs> within that community. Yeah. <laughs> so and that. It, it's bad, but I mean, and that's sometimes this is how it is. I mean, I think it's just one of those where I think uh, sooner or later, um, and I, I think with that, you know, Sooner, I feel like sooner or later, I think if we, um, you know, do our best to sort of support uh, Black-owned businesses within our community, uh, mm-hmm. even as a, you know, Black citizen, uh, yeah. you know, and helping and helping these businesses thrive and, and be successful, um, I think that stigma could be switched. Um, yeah. You know what, there, it, it's, it, it can be all kinds of things that sort of equate to why, you know, um, Black-owned businesses aren't supported within their own community for some odd reason. Like I said, uh, you can look at um, all kinds of other um, uh, demographics and and um, races, and a, a lot a lot of their businesses, you know, their their community um, help support it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're the only one, I believe, that doesn't even really uh, support our own uh, businesses. Wow. And I, like I said, there could be all kinds of reasoning behind that and that could be for another episode but um but yeah i I think now um we have to figure out ways to um figure out ways to sort of get out get get out of our own self and figure out ways to just support um these black-owned businesses and like i said they they started with their with a dream and figure out okay how do i support them with their dream how can i invest and even if it's just giving shout outs on social media or even if it's coming in and actually purchasing purchasing something um i have to be willing to do that and and i feel like if i can you know if i can go out and and sort of be that that movement or that change to be like okay i'm going to support them i'm going to invest in them um and i i want to see them succeed i think other people may follow i think sometimes you know they a lot of people they start their own business and you know you hear you sort of get chirped sometimes and a lot of times it's people from outside the outside your race that's the ones that's supporting it which right. you know it's just one of those sometimes it's that's how it is but I, I think uh sooner or later we're gonna have to figure out ways to um sort of make that change and and when we define black owned uh right. hopefully in the future it, it comes with with excellence and it comes with uh pride and dignity and um you know artistry that I believe a lot of uh, Black entrepreneurs have, so. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm just curious, do you think that stigma has been associated with your business as well? Um, I know you may have mentioned this earlier, but I'm just curious. And, and if that stigma may have laughed, have, may have been, you may have seen it in your hometown as well. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, it's, it's sort of, uh, you know what, that's a good question. It's sort of weird. Um, trying to figure out how the best to answer this, but it's, it's one of those where, especially where I was at, um, it's a real tight knit community. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always sort of been, you know, just part of that community for, I mean, for pretty much most of my life, um, either through sports or through civil work or, you know, through my business. And I think building those relationships and creating friendships, I think, honestly, I think it got to where it was, personally for me, it got to where it was past being black owned. Um, I think now uh, I can, I can talk to anyone and pitch my ideal and not really be concerned with, um, you know, am I black or or white or or whatnot. Um, Now earlier, yes, I, I really felt like, okay, you know, they're, you know, I'm putting out my resumes. I'm not, no one's reaching back or, you know, they may pass on me. Um, now, if I'm at the, I'm at the point where, okay, look, I'm looking to create my own opportunities. I'm not looking to reach out to anybody. Um, if now, if, if I do reach out to you, it's because, like I said, I really feel like I can use my services to sort of help, my, help your business. Yeah. Um, but I'm honestly, I'm not looking at, um, you know, black or white. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking at if is my services. I mean, can I give you the results that you're that you're looking for? Mm-hmm. Uh, if that's the case, then hey, by all means, let's work together. If yeah. I'm not the one, then yeah, there's there's other people, I'm sure. But um, now I, I think honestly, coming with that confidence and coming with that knowing for me that uh, and yeah, I do work with other bl- black entrepreneurs too. So there's other you know there's people that start their own businesses, and a lot of them I tend to. For some odd reason, I, I know a little about a lot. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of black owned businesses. There's things that, you know, people aren't aware of, aware of. So when they're trying to start out, hey, how do I copyright my logo? Or, you know, hey, how do I do I need to set up an LLC or am I a sole proprietor? All mm-hmm. this stuff I've done over a gamut of, you know, 12 plus years mm-hmm. that a lot of people, a lot of especially black owned businesses, that's well, people that's starting, they don't have that knowledge. Right. And so now I feel like I'm willing, like, I love to teach. I'm, I'll give you all, everything that I've done, everything that I've messed up on. Yeah. And hopefully you can, you can go the, the right direction that's best for you. But um, yeah, I think within our community, it tends to be, um, you know, just pushback. You know, they feel like, okay, you know, someone, you know, is asking you, you know, for advice. And a lot of, sometimes some businesses, they, you know, they may not, you know, they may not be willing to give that advice and they may, they may feel like, okay, we got competition. I'm not going to give anything to you. Um, I, now I'm not like that. I don't, honestly, I don't care. <laughs> um, I want to be able to share information and, and, you know, promote others. Obviously I know what I'm good at. And I think with that confidence and knowing, I think I tend to get projects just coming to me um, because I don't put that out. Um, right. You know, I, I want to be someone that wants to help help others and um you know and I think now I, I know what I'm good at I know what my niche is uh mm-hmm. I know how I market myself and um and I'm right now I'm fine with that obviously I I am pivoting towards some other things yeah. but um 
I, I think now I just see myself as, uh, yes, I am black owned, but I do see myself as, um, you know, a, a company, uh, a business that can um, help any, any client that I, that I work with, regardless of my skin color. Right. And produce great work. So I, I think that authenticity message is, is extremely important to saying, you know, I'm here. I love what I do. I know I'm good at it. And if you don't want to work with me, you can work with, you know, somebody else who may better suit your needs and, and I'll, I'll, I'll do the same. So, um, and, I, and what happens and usually what happens is that I'll initially talk to them. They're like, okay, well, we're going to go a different direction. Something happens. And then they have to rebrand because they don't like the the look of their logo or how it turned out right and then you get paid then you get charged more because now you're coming to me again <laughs> when <laughs> initially we could have been talking so uh, it's happened it's happened a few times and um so it's just one of those where you know sometimes you know just off of initial yeah i may not be the the the, the one for you look around heck i'd be glad to give you referrals and um you know sometimes i mean i think a lot of times I mean, honestly, I feel like there, there was probably some better designers than me. Um, but I think for me, I am real big on relationships. Uh, yeah. I'm real big on, on trust. And it's one of those where I think people just feel, um, they feel calm around me. Uh, and mm -hmm. they feel like, okay, we know this is going to be done. It's going to be done on time. It's going to be done right. It's going to look great. Um, they have no worries. And I think that's what happens. And I think sometimes that could be the stigma that, you know, a, a lot of times when, um, you know, people are looking for a logo designer and they're looking for some kind of branding. And, um, you know, and I, I see it on Facebook all the time. You'll get like, they'll say, Hey, would you recommend a, a designer? I get tagged all the time in Facebook and, um, you see 10,000 comments with, with people say, Hey, here's my website, go to this, go to this. And, you know, I just, I, I don't do that. You know, it's yeah. one of those where I, I tell the person whoever tagged me, I say, Hey, look, thank you for the word of mouth. Appreciate it. Um, but like I said, if you're, you know, looking for someone, you'll, you'll know how to find me. I, I put out enough stuff to know if right. you're, you know, if you're looking, if you're really needing it, then you'll, you'll find me. So. Right. You'll come up. Yeah, absolutely. I love that message. Um, and going off of the stigma, I, I know I kind of surprised you caught you off guard with that question, but um, my last interview with Bliss T and Treat, she had actually said, which is exactly what you hit on was that um, when her window was shot out, it was because the person had said that they didn't believe the business, which is her tea room was um, black owned. They just didn't believe it. So um, I think changing that message and, and, and like you said, um, black owned means excellence and it's something to take pride in and, and be proud of um, is really important. And I think moving forward, that's something that we need to focus on. And I, I also want to highlight the fact that you said, um, I'm not a black business, you know, I'm just a business owner. I love what I do. I'm a graphic designer um, and I'm good at it. So I think that's also a really important message to share. And I love the the confidence and the authenticity in that. Oh yeah, man, that, that took years of, uh, of doubt and anxiety. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it wasn't overnight, I promise. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I think this is something that, I, you know, even building um, and actually now sort of pivoting towards a, whole uh, media company now with the with the podcast and you know yeah. the, the design company and you know building the um, the the lifestyle uh, wear brand uh, among other things but uh, this is something that I want to be able to pass to my you know to my kids and to my grandkids and and be like hey look this is something that I built and you have the same opportunity to to, to do it if you mm -hmm. pursue it and 
So it's, um, it's you know, it's just one of those where, um, you know, this is definitely something that I, I plan on sort of passing passing along and um, something to, to where, you know, I'm trying to build something that's going to outlast me. Um, and I, I think that's for being a, you know, Black-owned business, that's something that I want to be able to do. Um, yeah. You know, what happens is, you know, you have a lot of Black-owned business, they, they start and probably within um, five years, they're, they're already done. Um, yeah. You know, it's just something to where I've just learned to grit it out and persevere and, and just be consistent. Um, yeah. Like I said, I, and that's something that I talk about on my, on my podcast is that I'm not, you know, I'm not looking to be 100% all the time. It, it's not going to happen. Uh, yeah. What I want to do is if I can hit around 85%, so if I, my work-wise, client-wise, uh, if I can stay consistent um, throughout the years, then I think once you see the whole gamut of all the work and everything that I've done, then it, like I said, I feel like it's it's going to be worth it. Um, now it's going to be opportunities to be like, hey, look, I'm just going to nail it right on the head and, you know, they're going to love it. And But sometimes, um, you know, I just, I get losses sometimes too. So it's just one of those where, you know, um, I, I will celebrate my little wins, yeah. um, you know, and with the losses, I, I learn from it and I figure out, okay, how can I, you know, how can I get a little bit better? Um, and I, I think that's something that, uh, I want to be able to show show my family, show my kids, um, show my grandkids that hey, look, you know, this is I want to be seen as someone that that went out and you know created their own thing, created their own opportunities, and you know, and had fun doing it. So, yeah, absolutely, and I think that everything you just said kind of leads nicely into my um, next question, which is just what would you want to share with any aspiring Black creators, entrepreneurs? who are thinking about starting their own business or want to get into the design industry because they do have a passion for it and they do have a talent. Yes. Um, for anyone, figure out, first of all, um, be patient. Yeah. Um, that's probably one of the biggest things is just patience. Don't feel like, hey, I want to you know, get 10,000 followers on Instagram in a month. That's not going to happen. Uh, you know, I want to have you know, X amount of money coming in and you know a year not to say that could happen but mm -hmm. uh, don't don't be surprised if it's still like I said you're still struggling after the first year or so um, just be patient keep right. working on your craft um, learn uh, learn how to sell yourself uh, learn to build the the mental fortitude um, to celebrate your wins keep mm -hmm. going and every loss is a learning experience um, so I think that's something that I, I would definitely tell, tell anyone, um, if you, if you love it, if you love it, you'll keep going. Uh, right. and like I said, I think sometimes, you know, people start a business because, you know, Hey, it's the, you know, trendy, trendy thing to do. Um, you know, I, I got to the point to where, you know, I sort of, I, I've always seen myself as, you know, being my own boss anyway. Um, mm -hmm. it would probably drive me crazy. Um, if I was working for someone else. Right. Um, just with all the things that I that I do on a, on a given day and all the things that I love to do, um, I just feel like, you know, sitting at a, at a cubicle nine to five, it would it would drive me crazy. And um, so I, I think now I know, like I said, I know who I am. And uh, I know that what what I'm I know this as far as my skill sets, what I'm what I'm able to offer. And um, so yeah, patience, um, you know, just uh yeah I said patience and 
just uh, you know just having that grit, persevering, and um, just be creative. I mean, I think that's really the some of the biggest things I could probably um, share. Figure out ways to be resourceful, be creative, and um, you just keep going one step forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. I love that overall message. Um, I love everything that you've shared throughout these um, few questions. And then um, lastly, I just want to give you the opportunity to um, share your website, share um, you know your podcast or any other contact information or areas that people can reach you at. Yeah. Um, for anything, if you want to reach out to me, you can connect with me on Instagram at Quantel Langford. It's Q-U-A-N-T-A-L-L-A-N-G-F-O-R-D. Um, I get so many misspellings on my name is crazy, <laughs> but, um, yeah, you contact me on Instagram, shoot me a DM. If you, I said, I get, I talk to all kinds of creators all the time with people that they're having, if they're having some kind of question, if they're yeah. ideals on their, on their artwork or trying to reach out to a specific organization to market themselves, I get questions all the time. So, um, shoot me a DM. I'll be happy to talk to you. Um, for any kind of um, design work, speaking opportunities, mm-hmm. um, anything like that, you can connect with uh, me on Instagram um, at the Langford Studio, uh, or you can go to my website at langforddesign.com. And then if you want to check out the website, you can check out The Creative Brew. And that is also on Instagram at thecreativebrew.tv. And then you can go on uh, Facebook and look up mm-hmm. The Creative Brew TV and uh, you should be able to find it. So I've got all, all the, a lot of the videos up on there. Um, the podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. And then I am on a um, internet radio station uh, every Tuesday on heliumradio.com. And uh, that's every Tuesday. I either have a rerun on the um, episodes or I got a new episode that pops up every Tuesday. So. Okay. Well, awesome. I will, um, obviously when I post this, I'll have all the links on there so people can easily check you out and hopefully connect with you or, or just simply learn something from you. I think you're a great mentor. Um, and it's clear that you're working towards something that's much bigger than you. Um, but doing your part in sharing the overall message. Um, I love the authenticity and the confidence and, and I applaud you for working so hard at your craft and, and being so good at it. And, and it's something that you've inspired me to go out and, and do just as, just as you are. And, um, I appreciate you joining me today and taking the time out of out of your day and i hope to see you around and everybody check out his podcast check out his social media quantel does some great work so you definitely will be just as impressed as i am but i will talk to you soon quantel and again thank you so much for today all right thank you hannah we hope you enjoyed this episode of the advancing oceanside podcast brought to you by the oceanside chamber of commerce continue with us on our journey to help inform better educate and ultimately advocate for Oceanside. You can view all of our other podcasts on any podcast listening location, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or visit our YouTube channel. And don't forget to subscribe to catch all the latest updates on all things Oceanside. Join us next week as we host another influential leader from our community.